Joe, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Alright, yep. Uh, what is up, everyone? Back to a brand new episode of Unfiltered. Uh, today we're going to be talking about week nine, you know, our power rankings, our predictions, all the fun stuff like that. Um, it's been an interesting last football, you know, a bunch of surprises, a bunch of teams, like, just... Um, coming back from some losing streaks, you know, we got Washington, for example, you know, moving up to four and four after beating the Colts. We got just some um, interesting, interesting football games. Um, and uh, this week, there's a bunch of teams on bye, but there are some, uh, there are like, there's a pretty good slate of games on for uh, tomorrow. So just going to jump right into the first game, which is, um, Divisional, Green Bay at Detroit. Uh, what are you feeling on this one, Taylor? Um, yeah, I, I would say that the a lot of the best games this week are um, intra-divisional games, and I'm looking at Packers at Lions, Bills at Jets, um, Seahawks at Cardinals. Yep. Um, see if the Bills can protect their um, lead in, in their division, and same with the Seahawks. Um, and the Packers, of course, have to keep up with um, the Vikings. Um, I have the Packers in this one. Uh, historically, Aaron Rodgers has had Detroit's number. Yeah. Um, and especially, I mean, both in Lambeau and at Ford Field in Detroit, um, the Lions always seem to be in close, high-scoring games. Um, their offense is explosive, but their defense can give up points in bunches. Yeah. And I think the Packers have gotten more into a um, rhythm offensively in the, in the last few weeks, even though they lost last Sunday night um, yeah. against the Bills. It's I thought they got like the running game going um, to help out Aaron Rodgers. I think they'll be able to put up a lot of points against the Lions. So I have them winning 34 to 29. 29. I like that score. Um, I do have a similar scoreline, 30 to 23. Um, and also, like, this is it's re- it's really rare to see Aaron Rodgers lose four straight games, right? Like, I can't see mm-hmm. him lose five straight games. Back, you know, back to back MVPs. Nobody would ever think that the Packers would be three and five and like struggling this bad. I mean, people would definitely assume something would like not go right for them after trading Devontae. It is showing a lot. Um, Aaron Rodgers himself is really frustrated even with like his younger receiving core. But um, yeah, like you said, this this um, divisional rivalry history um, it's, it's going to be a good game. Detroit also is having a historically horrible defense, like defensive season allowing over like 24 to like 30 points every game like it's mm-hmm. actually insane um and yeah it's pretty pretty safe to assume that rogers is going to come into this game pretty upset and uh definitely wants to just get it out of the way to try to stay in the division like you said with the vikings so i got rogers in this one uh winning 30 23. um Let's go to Chargers at Falcons. Not an interdivisional game, um, but the Falcons are a surprise 
um, division leader so far in the Chargers have you know kept pace um, and with the Chiefs and they're in second place in the AFC West who you got Chargers have Dolphins I to be honest I really like how Atlanta has been playing the last few weeks um, keeping games really competitive uh, like their defense isn't like anything amazing but they do their job trying to like keep them in these tight games like last week was an amazing game with uh, Carolina I don't know if you watched that game but like mm-hmm. it was just really fun to watch like Carolina coming back like last second touchdown to DJ Moore going to overtime um, but it was just it just went right for the Falcons it was just in their luck to win that game you know stay as division leaders which is really surprising like them being division leaders with Tom Brady still in the division nobody nobody's expecting that yeah um, yeah, and like Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles has been one of the more disappointing teams as well. Um, Seattle, like themselves, have been they've been performing. Like we're not talking about Seattle right now, but Seattle themselves, like they're the most like impressive team in my opinion this season. Like in terms of like what situation they're in regarding quarterback. So, like, these kinds of things, like, going against the Chargers, like, they went against Jacksonville, got absolutely crushed 38-10 to 10 by Trevor Lawrence. Now they lost to Geno Smith. You know, things are just not connecting. They also have a bunch of injuries. Um, and I think Atlanta's offense has been clicking a lot. Kyle Pitts finally, like, has been finding the end zone more. They've been connecting with him, Mariota to Pitts. Um, mm-hmm. And I just like Atlanta's offense a lot, and I think they're actually going to beat Los Angeles, uh, twenty-seven to twenty-four, a close game. Yeah, I have a similar um, high-scoring close score line, and I also have the Falcons winning this one, thirty to twenty-six. Um, like you said, I think the Falcons surprisingly have had a pretty good offense and not too bad of a defense um, this year as they've had in past years. I know that they're, you know, 500 leading probably um, in terms of overall record, um, the worst division in football this year. And it is surprising considering the Bucs are, you know, a Super Bowl championship winning team just from two years ago and have Tom Brady um, at quarterback, but they've won a few divisional games and now they're sitting in first place in that division. Um, the Chargers this year, I think it's impressed, even though a lot of teams had them, I mean, a lot of people had them as, you know, maybe a top five team in the NFL in terms of how talented their roster is, but yeah. um, I think injuries has really hurt them this year. I, but I do think it's still impressive that they've managed to um, stay above 500 despite um, losing key personnel like Keenan Allen and then JC Jackson just last week to a season-ending injury. Um, And of course, you always have Justin Herbert and he'll always, you know, give you a chance to be in this game. Falcons, Falcons and the Chargers are both teams that love to, you know, be in high scoring, close games and they're playing each other in this one. So that's why I have the Falcons winning 30 to 26. 
next game will go on to um, let's see Buffalo at uh, New York uh, Jets um, another interesting divisional game um, it's like one of the few divisional games but it is pretty pretty um, exciting regarding like the records for these teams you know especially like everybody knows the Bills are like probably number one the NFL right now everybody's mm-hmm. power rankings um the Jets on the other hand you know it's kind of concerning for them because they just came off of a loss a, a divisional loss and to the Patriots you know um something that they really wanted to get out of the way definitely you know they always hate losing to the Patriots and the Patriots are not even remotely close as good as of a team as Buffalo is um Buffalo is just, you know, arguably the most balanced football team we might ever see on both sides of the ball. Um, New York, you know, has been struggling so much. Zach Wilson threw three really costly picks last week against the Patriots. Even though Patriots do have a great defense and, you know, Belichick, as we all know, is a defensive mastermind. Um, Mm -hmm. He's not going to be able to get away with these kinds of mistakes against Buffalo and Buffalo also has just such an elite offense. Like you can't really see New York being close to this one. So I got Buffalo 35-17. 35-17. I like that score score line. I have I also have the Bills holding the Jets to um, just 17 points, but I have them winning by two scores, 31 to 17. Like you said, the Bills, I mean, they're the um, they're the standard of what NFL teams want to be right now, exactly. you know, on, like, they're the best, the best team all around. Everyone knows they're, they've brought back so many veterans and Josh Allen's only, um, getting better. Um, Sean McDermott is a great coach and, you know, they have one of the best scoring defenses, um, this year and they're great at forcing the ball. I mean, um, forcing turnovers. And so Zach Wilson plays right into that game plan. I think they're going to give him a really tough time. Um, even though the Jets, you know, have won four of their last five games, and that's been impressive, and they're sitting at a pretty five and three, um, tied for second place with the Dolphins in the AFC East. Um, I think that Zach Wilson only had really one good game in that stretch, and that win streak was really started by you know, Joe Flacco's incredible game when they had that incredible comeback at the end um, at Cleveland um, down by 13 points. So, um, and in their uh, road win in Lambeau um, just a few weeks ago, Zach Wilson didn't throw a single touchdown. You know, there was a Braxton Berrios rushing touchdown. There was a Brees Hall touchdown. Um, Without Brees Hall, who knows how dynamic this New York Jets offense is. And Zach Wilson has yet to show like that he, you know, he's pretty reckless with with the ball sometimes, and um, he's going to have to limit the turnovers if they're going to want to have any chance in this game. So, um, yeah, I have the Bills winning, thirty-one seventeen. All right. Um, next game, another AFC East team. We got Miami playing against Chicago. Um, Chicago has been coming like off of like two straight losses I'm pretty sure but they have been clicking on offense they have scored like pretty high you know for you know 
their standard of like Chicago, like their offense has, they don't score as much as we expect them to, but yeah, they put up a good fight against Dallas last week, even though they still lost by I think like two scores. Um, Justin Fields has been finally starting to like show his worth, like as like that you know first overall pick last year or um yeah it was like last year right yeah last year what um, overall was he it wasn't was he it wasn't top five? no he was not he was not top five he was um he was like Maybe top, top 10 he was like top 10 top 15 um but he's like starting to like show his worth for like his draft pick I guess um which is a good, it's a good thing for Chicago. Uh, on the other hand, Tua, he is like, he's won 13 straight games in games like he has played in and like finished without him getting killed. So, um, <laughs> so I mean, um, you know, playing against a good Chicago defense, Miami's offense is just so electric right now. Like Tyreek is on pace for like over 2,000 yards. He's already. He could literally reach a thousand yards in this game. He, he probably will um, reach a thousand yards in, on the season so far in this game. You know, you got Jalen Waddle, just such a great duo. Um, they're gonna give a really hard time to the Chicago defense. It's just, it's all, it's all, it's like that. It's a great trio, man. Tua, Jalen Waddle, and like Tyreek Hill, just excellent trio. Um, of pass catchers and quarterbacks, so I, I got, I still got um, Miami winning this, but in a close game, I think Chicago's defense is going to show up a little bit in this game, even though they they did get rid of Rokon Smith, um, which it's probably going to affect them, but Matt Eberflus's defensive plans are pretty great, I mean, as a defensive like mastermind coach. You know, you can always expect defensive head coaches to, like, keep them in the games. So, I got Miami still winning 27-20. I have Miami um, winning. I have them winning 32-23. to um, 23. Uh, Like you said, um, the Bears, um, last two weeks, I think, two wins? Or... Two, I think, uh, I think they've lost, like, a few I think straight, they, they but... lost, but, um, I mean, they beat the... Um, beat the Patriots on um, Monday night a couple that weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, that was um, an impressive and, one. And yeah, the last two weeks, they, their offense, you know, has looked better. Justin Fields has looked at, um, you know, really showed his um, running ability and, you know, showed glimpses of like, maybe he is, you know, has the potential to be a great dual threat quarterback uh, comparable to um, Lamar. And I think, you know, if he kind of keeps I think also like guys like Marcus Mariota have um you know tried to um and show glimpses of you know good running ability as quarterbacks this year and they've found success um but I think like you said I mean trading away Roquan Smith I think is a huge is a huge loss he's probably their best defensive player and he's their fastest linebacker he would be in coverage against you know maybe in zone and those have those speedy Dolphins receivers, whether it be um, Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill coming across the middle. 
this Dolphins defense is, I mean, this Dolphins offense is so explosive um, that even a pretty consistently good Chicago Bears defense won't be able to slow them down. So, um, yeah, I still have the Dolphins putting up at least 30 points. And like you said, Tyreek Hill is having a monster year, leading the league and receiving yards. And already halfway through the season has a thousand yards, like you said, on pace to get um, 2,000 yards. And Tua has shown significant improvements since since last year. Like you said, that incredible record where he plays and finishes the entire game, they're, um, you know, pretty much undefeated. so yeah, I think Dolphins one of the hottest teams. I think they improved the record to six and three after um, this week. Uh, next game. This is honestly like I did not expect this game to be that this exciting, but I'm actually really excited to watch uh, Minnesota and Washington play. Um, it's also going to be in Washington. I mean, that doesn't really make a difference because like there's. Like FedEx Field does get, it gets overtaken by like opposing fans, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I actually really like this game. I'm actually excited to see Taylor Heineke uh, continue his like winning streak and continue his like play style, his clutch play style. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like you're a Washington fan as well. You like, what is your opinion? Like, you want if Carson Wentz were to come back. Would you want him to start over Heineke, or would you want Heineke? Um, well, here's the thing. I mean, you know, we're on a three-game winning streak. Start. We were one and four, and now we're 500 in the best division in football this year, behind Taylor Heineke. If he is winning, you have to start him, right? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, however, you know, Carson Wentz does give us a dimension that Taylor Heineke doesn't. Carson Wentz is a bigger, you know, I would say more accurate thrower as well as a, you know, he can, he has a stronger arm. Um, He's more talented of a passer, but I think Taylor is a better runner. I think he's a better game manager and the fans adore him. The player, his teammates love him. You can always count when he's playing that the commanders will put up a fight um regardless i don't think i don't think they're going to win this game i have them losing at a close one 27 to 23 i just think this new this new look vikings offense they have probably the best offense with all around weapons in the nfl dalvin cook alexander madison kj osborne justin jefferson adam thielen and then they just traded for tj hawkinson from their division rival detroit earlier this week it's going to be way too much for the commander's um, defense um, to handle. So I got the Vikings in this one as much as it pains me. Yeah, I do have the Vikings in this one winning by 10, uh, 34-24. I think Washington will still put up a great fight. Um, just getting Hawkinson was insane for the Vikings. I don't think anybody expected Detroit to trade their like first overall pick from a few years back. Um, just like that, you know, like amazing offensive weapon and Hawkinson, you know, top 10 tight end. Um, because I believe Irv Smith on the Vikings, yeah, he, he's mm-hmm. the one that got injured, so they got to replace him. 
and honestly, like Hawkinson is there to start like for maybe the rest of his career. So might not be great for Irv Smith, but uh, another additional weapon for Kirk Cousins, you know, along with that insane receiving core. Um, But yeah, I think it's going to be still a fun game to watch, but I still got Minnesota 34-24. I'll pick the next one. Let's do Panthers at Bengals. Maybe a bit of an underwhelming one. Um, I think we can get through this one, like, pretty quick. Um, Um, Panthers, they're in second to last place in my power rankings. They're a rebuilding team, especially after the Christian McCaffrey trade just a few weeks back. Um, PJ Walker has, you know, it's been cool to see him be successful. Him and Taylor Heineke, a lot of people are telling him they're um, XFL players. Um, And then they're, you know, beating beating um, guys like what was it? It was Tom Brady. Yeah, the, he beat yeah Tom, Tom Brady. Brady and Aaron Rodgers, respectively. Yeah. Um, but I think the Bengals, you know, despite a disappointing 500 record through eight games, um, as the defending AFC champion, they're still a top um, 12 team in my power rankings, at least. And um, at home, they're one of the best teams in the past few years. Um, at home, I think the Bengals will win this one, 26-13. to 26-13. Um, I do have, I like that score, but I do have a bit of a closer score. Um, Carolina, like as you say, like they are a bottom three team in the NFL. Um, their surprising performances the last couple of weeks have definitely shown that like, teams that are like they're at you can say Carolina's at a pretty low point but they're they have that hope in in PJ Walker and like DJ Moore and like you know those players that still want to play still want to put up big games um you know when you have nothing to lose I guess like sometimes it can go it can go really great for you and that's what happened against you know Tom Brady when they played Tom Brady um it did go pretty well last week against Atlanta even though they couldn't finish the game but um, Cincinnati, you know, like still top top 12, still hanging in there. But Jamar Chase, the loss of him really, um, really showed on that Thursday night game last week. Um, but nonetheless, you know, Joe Burrow is still an excellent quarterback, still like top eight. Um, and like you said, it's in Cincinnati. Uh, I like the Bengals in this one. I think they'll rebound from that terrible loss. Uh, 28-22. Uh, I like it. I like it. Um, let's move on to Colts at Patriots, another 1 p.m. Um, window game. Um, two pretty unexciting teams, both around um, 500. Colts are sitting at 3-4-1. and one. Um, Still in second place, though, in the AFC South. Um, the Patriots are at four and four. Had a good week against a division rival in the Jets um, last week. Mac Jones played a bit better than he did when he was benched on Monday night the week before for Bailey Zappi. Um, I think the Colts are going to struggle. I mean, starting Sam Ellinger at, at quarterback, um, they only put 16 points up on my Washington Commanders last week. Um, just a team that really can't find their identity 
really um, and isn't clicking at all, whether it be in the pass or in the run, even with a guy like Jonathan Taylor and what a lot of people consider a great outline. Um, while Patriots, on the other hand, I think um, their offense looked has you know looked good enough, and their defense has um, been helping a lot as well. I don't think the Colts have um, enough offense to keep up with the Patriots. So um, I have the Patriots winning this one by a 25 to 17. 25 to 17. I like that score. I do have a very similar score. Um, just like last week, Indianapolis scored 16. I think they're going to score 16 as well this week. 22 uh, 16 is the final score. Um, just like you said, New England, nothing too special on offense, but, you know, their defense, like their defense, just keeps them in the game pretty well. Um, Offense for the Colts has been extremely disappointing this year. You know, like benching Matty Ice for um for uh, what's his name Sam Ellinger, right? You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, Sam Ellinger and uh, Jonathan Taylor. You know, injuries on his side and like this the running game side. They also did trade a pretty lethal weapon, Naheem Hines, to Buffalo. Um, yeah, but they do still have some of those backs um, with talent such as like Deion Jackson and even Philip Lindsay um, who mm-hmm. knows how they're going to use them but and who's and they from the Bills in that Naheem Hines trade they got Zach Moss Zach, back yep. who yep. you know he's, he showed some um, glimpses as the Bills starter and um, second string running back the past few years yep. um, so We'll, we'll see whoever fills in for Jonathan. Is, is Jonathan Taylor healthy? I don't I don't. Jonathan think. Taylor's not playing. Okay, know. yeah. It's going to be he's Deion been, Jackson. It's just, he's been kind of like game to game every, yeah, it's, most it's of the been, weeks this year. I feel bad for everyone that, I'm pretty sure Harrison drafted him first in our league. Uh, he's definitely pissed about that. Um, uh, and I think you're happy about that because Harrison, I mean, I'm happy to Harrison. He, yeah, I was like, I want to. He wins too much up. in our leagues. Yeah, I mean, our whole league is super competitive, man. Like half of us are five and three, um, and like only like one or two people are like have won seven games or something. But um, my team has been struggling, bro. Yeah, man, I can, I, I see it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyways, so we got. Indianapolis losing this game. Um, next game we got so Las Vegas at Jacksonville. Um, Las Vegas also like speaking of disappointing teams, you know, like nobody really expected Las Vegas to be this behind in terms of wins. Offense like clicked for a little bit in like the third or fourth week, but man, getting shut out completely by the Saints last week, twenty-four to nothing, man. Um, mm-hmm. And also speaking of uh, upsetting like fantasy performances, man, Devontae Adams put up one point two points last week. <laughs> Only one catch, two yards. Like I, I can't. Like I don't. I, that's my, that might be like the worst fantasy performance of his career. Exactly. Like especially in PPR leagues, like that is just that's abysmal. Terrible, terrible performance by like the Raiders in general. Like Derek Carr had one of his worst career games. 
like in terms of like productivity, the Raiders' offense couldn't get it going at all. Um, and that game, that game might might as well put Josh McDaniels on the hot seat, even if you say it's like pretty early to do that. Like you might as well, because being shut out is never good. I mean, the Saints' defense, you can argue, is a really good defense. They do put up those surprising games. Um, but we are talking about Jacksonville in this one. Jacksonville, you know, has been, like, where people expect them to be. They have been, you know, acquiring more, like, a lot of better players. You know, they did trade for Calvin Ridley last week, even though he's not going to play until next year. Um, this is just a team that's still in that rebuilding phase, but they are getting closer. And they don't have too much to lose. Um, and I know Trevor Lawrence is... It's one of those quarterbacks that wants to win, and uh, he's like five and twenty right now in his career in the NFL. Um, but I like his ambition. I I think I think that's what they need. I think Jacksonville is actually going to win this game by one point, twenty to nineteen. Twenty to nineteen. Wow, um, close one. Um, I mean, like you said, the Raiders. Um, Oh, first, I want to apologize to the listeners because I'm going to be walking around. Um, i got to plug my phone in. I don't want the music to in the background anyways. Okay, I got to do this. I'm just going to plug my phone in before it um, dies. But um, yeah, I mean, the Raiders, you know, with all the talent they have, disappointing season so far and yeah pretty um scary to see them get shut out by a sub 500 saints team um last week and you know on the other side of the ball jacksonville starting out two and one but have lost their last five and they've been some heartbreakers as well last week in london against denver who's also been a struggling and somewhat disappointing team this year and they lost at home the week before to the Giants um, in a close one as well. So some uh, disappointing results, but I think Jacksonville bounces back in this one and um, makes the Raiders' season look even worse. I have them winning 24 to 20. All right, next game games are pretty interesting actually so we can start off with Seattle at Arizona another pretty good NFC West divisional game um, another surprising team man like this whole season has has made no sense whatsoever like teams that you expect to be good or bad teams that you expect to be bad or good it's just crazy um, Geno Smith having one of the best um one of the best passer rating seasons for a quarterback in NFL history, actually. It's actually insane. Um, Seattle has just, they've been sticking to like Pete Carroll's game plan, game plan um, which have really helped them, like have really been, it's been surprising for them. Regina Smith has over 10 touchdowns already on the season. And this is the same quarterback that Many people wanted Drew Locke to lead his position instead of him. So, um, good for Gino. You know, it's cool to see. 
a really good underdog story. Um, mm-hmm. Seattle is like on the power rankings; they're definitely a top ten team at the moment. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, defense has been doing their job pretty well. Um, you know, one of the best. They have a great rookie class. Also, Tariq Woolen on the defense has like he has like five interceptions, I think. Um, Mm-hmm. He was um, NFC Defensive Rookie of the Month. They yeah. had a bunch of players win awards. Um, uh, Gino was the uh, Offensive Player of the Month. Woolen okay. was the def- uh-huh, was the Defensive Rookie of the Month, and Kenneth Walker was the Offensive Rookie of the Month. Yeah. Um, so a lot to be excited about in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's what's your prediction? Uh, I got Seattle winning against Arizona, thirty-six twenty-three. Um, I have a I have the Seahawks winning, but in a closer but yet still high scoring game, thirty three to thirty one. Um, I think, like you said, Seattle, great story this year. Not a lot of people were writing writing them off, but like Gino says, that they they didn't they didn't seem to write back though, right? And um, you know, this is one of those interdivisional games. Seahawks can you know extend their division lead. Um, to six and six and three with um, teams like the 49ers um, having a bye and the Rams you know playing a difficult matchup against the team that they played in the divisional playoff last year um, well they when they visit Tampa this weekend but um, like you said Seahawks had a great draft class they've been surprising they look they look like they play for each other they're a really balanced offensive team and a lot of teams are having um trouble stopping that and their defense has been you know slightly yet still noticeably better than they have the last few years where they'd be in a lot of high scoring thrillers and they would have to depend on um russ cooking and um you know throwing for some great uh, passing numbers um and but Gino's still putting up those numbers and they're rushing for over 150 yards a game combined across whatever running backs they have in that um, deep backfield of theirs so um, I like the Seahawks in this one 33 to 31 I like it um, alright so we got about three games left to cover so let's get into Los Angeles and Tampa Bay. Um, this game last year, um, in the NFC Championship was it was a great game. Um, now, NFC Divisional, actually. Or oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The NFC Championship was uh, San Francisco. I forgot. Um, but yeah, anyways, this like this game. Seeing this now, it's not it's not as exciting. Um, you know, these two teams have can't win um they just can't finish games and not just that they have been losing like by a big amount like they lost to to san francisco 31 to 14 um last week they did they lose to san francisco twice already this year i think they have yeah yeah it's it's insane um nobody would have expected that you know like matt matt stafford he threw 41 touchdowns last year. He he's on pace to throw only like 17 touchdowns this year. 
Um, it's just a lot of struggles on offense and defense for some reason. Like it just it's just not going their way that much. Um, but Tampa Bay, you know, similar storyline. You know, Tom Brady hasn't like he hasn't been a big problem on the team. It's been mostly discipline on the Buccaneers. But you know, two struggling quarterbacks playing on uh, struggling teams, uh, which mm-hmm. were really good playoff teams last year. But um, I actually see Los Angeles winning this game and heading Tom Brady. I believe is like, what would it be like his fourth straight loss or something? I think so. Yes, and the and the Bucks sixth loss on the year. Yeah. Um, which nobody really expected, um, but yeah, Los Angeles, Los Angeles. I got this in a big rebound game for them, twenty-seven twenty-four. Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, last year that divisional playoff game was one of the games of the year. The Rams seemed like they were just going to run away with it, but after a few costly turnovers, they let the Bucks back in it, and it looked like Brady was going to have a signature comeback. Um, but he fell just short and Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford and Matt Gay clutched up at the end to do with that deep ball and then the um, subsequent game winning field goal um, but I don't see that game necessarily being I mean this game this week being as exciting as that game was um, but I'll have a similar score line with the Rams winning again on the road in Tampa 31-25 to um you know, the Rams have really underperformed against um, quality, like good teams this year, whether it be their opening night loss against Bills and then two games already against a divisional rival um, and the team they beat in the NFC Championship game last year in the 49ers. Uh, so... I think like they've struggled to get in the rhythm offensively. I thought they would do it after um, a couple of weeks, but last week was was not a good a good showing for them, especially against a, a divisional opponent. And um, you know, I think it, it, I, I can't tell if it's you know maybe some of the off season questions that were you know lingering over the team after they won the. The Super Bowl last year, you know, if Aaron Donald was going to return, if Sean McVay was going to return, even though I, he's only been coaching for like, dude's like 38 and he was like thinking of like retiring. I, I don't really get that. <laughs> and then they were like, and then they were like, um, didn't know if Odell Beckham was going to come back after he tore his other ACL in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, they just yeah. don't look like the Rams of last year, but neither do the Bucks. Yeah, um, I, guess I still think. Say, yeah, I guess you can say that. Um, my bad, did I cut you off? No, no, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I guess you can say like they they put their eggs all in one basket. Um, you know, trading away draft picks as well might start. This might be like, you know, mm-hmm. like improving players, young players that they need improve the team it's it's gonna show and that starts with like yeah. you know getting rid of your draft picks they don't have like a first round pick since but they don't have a first round pick until like i don't know when like 2024 2025 <laughs> i don't know but yeah what were you saying 
I was just saying that, you know, like the Bucks, they're struggling too. I mean, Brady is getting sacked a bunch. You know, the old guy can't, you know, move out as much and he needs that protection. And this yeah. protection that he's received this year is nowhere near as good as he has received the last few years. Um, I know they've had a lot of injuries and there hasn't been a lot of consistency about um, who is playing which spot. Um, for the um, Bucks offensive line. And um, I think, you know, they struggled to make that change. You know, Todd Bowles is, you know, got his, got another head coaching gig after, you know, a pretty frustrating first coaching job, New York Jets, um, as New York Jets head coach several years ago. But, um, you know, I think it just, I don't know if it's a necessarily a change of system or just the change of coaching away from from Bruce Arians, but the Bucks need to figure it out um, and quick. And they don't want to lose this game to go three and six, but I believe they will. Um, so yeah, I have the Rams winning thirty one to twenty five. Um, next game we got. I think this is this is Sunday night, Baltimore. Yeah, New Orleans, that, that's that's Monday night. Sunday oh, night Monday is the night. Um, oh, Titans okay. and Chiefs. All right, we can do Titans and Chiefs then. Um, Titans and Chiefs, probably game of the week. Um, you know, there's not too many games this week because there's like four teams on by, but um, six yeah, teams a, on by actually. Sixteen. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is like. Yeah, it looks like this a is one of those. Games. Yeah, it's a, a shorter. It's it's that time of the year in the mid season where a yeah. lot of teams are going to have buys. Yeah. Um. But yeah, nonetheless, game of the week. Kansas City. Um. Two top ten teams. You know, Kansas City definitely a top five. Um. Tennessee has been on the rise recently. You know, last week. Even though they played the Texans, you know, a lower divisional rival, um, Derrick Henry really got into rhythm. He had like 20 rushes for like over 140 yards, two touchdowns. Um, not too much on the side of the quarterback. I mean, it was Malik Willis's first start, but um, they they got their system in check for like their running their running game, which is pretty good, but. You know, against this Chiefs team, you've got to score a lot. And the Chiefs, like, their defense hasn't been super special, but, like, to, to be competitive against the Chiefs, you gotta you got to run the ball and you gotta you got to pass the ball consistently. I, I don't know if Malik Willis is starting or Ryan Tannehill is starting, but um, they're definitely going to have to figure out the passing game which has been pretty weak. Um, there's one statistic like that came out last week that their best receiver last year, A.J. Brown, who they traded to the Eagles, he has more receiving yards this year so far than all the Titans receivers combined. Um, which wow. Is, yeah, it's pretty insane. And this game is, or this team definitely, like, you can tell they're a lot more and it's kind of obvious and that's you know defenses are going to pick up on that and the Chiefs do have a smart team a very smart team um and I think the Chiefs defense might give like they might actually give Tennessee a pretty hard time tomorrow 
which is something you don't want when you're playing the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, I got the Chiefs winning thirty to ten. A thirty to ten. Wow. Yeah. And so keeping the Titans to a mere ten points, I have the Chiefs winning by multiple scores as well. Um, this one, you know, a little bit more high scoring. Both teams combining for both teams combining for sixty points. I have the Chiefs winning thirty six to twenty four. Oh, wow. um, Titans, despite starting zero and two, you know they were the one seed to start the playoffs last year in the AFC. Um, even though they only had an a. 11 and 6 records. The AFC was so um, tight last year that a lot of some of the best teams like the Bills and the Chiefs had um, worse records and more losses than the Titans did. Um, You know, Titans start out 0-2, but they've won five straight, so they're one of the hottest teams in the NFL. And that's a lot to do because of, um, you know, Derrick Henry has seemed to reach his midseason form. Yeah. In, in the past several weeks, and that's going to have to continue if they're going to have um, want any chance. Like you said, I mean, whether it be you don't know who's going to start at quarterback, Malik Willis or Ryan Tannehill, but whoever it is, I still fancy the Chiefs over them um, because they're just way too one-dimensional, um, and they need that running game not only to you know take pressure off that passing game and whoever is the quarterback, but also to open up the play action game and that's why Ryan Tannehill has been a good somewhat system quarterback for them the past three years that he's started since he took the job from Mariota um and so I just I think there's still a lot of question marks around how good this Titans team is considering their strength of schedule has been um pretty bad so far a lot of just intradivisional wins against you know, teams like the Texans or the Colts, and um, like we said, the AFC, like we said before, the AFC South is one of the uh, worst divisions in football, and it is yeah. reflected this year by their combined records. Um, an exciting game, this this one, like you said, probably uh, game of the week, considering both teams are coming in at five and two. But I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs, thirty-six to twenty-four. Thirty-six to twenty-four. I like it. Um... Now moving on to the uh, final game of the week, Monday night, Baltimore at New Orleans. This is probably going to, I mean, this is going to be another pretty good game, I guess, for Monday night. Um, I do think it's going to be really high scoring because New Orleans does have that capability of putting up really high scoring games when Andy Dalton is starting. Um, They did, you know, they've really gotten out of Andy Dalton what they expected or what they wanted from Jameis Winston. Um, but yeah, Baltimore, Baltimore, who did they beat last week? I forgot. Did they? Um, who did Baltimore? I completely forgot. Um, did they even play last week? Uh, yeah, yeah, they beat the Bucks. Yeah, they beat the Bucks. Oh, yeah, it was that, that was the Thursday night game. Yeah, yeah, they beat the Bucks on Thursday night. Um, I did watch that game, and, you know, Jackson did have his best game since, like, week three or something. He has, like, kind of had a downfall for, like, a little bit. But, yeah, Baltimore's offense, you know, they'll always 
always keep themselves in those games with Lamar Jackson. Um, running game has been a little weak, you know. I think what's his name, Jake? Yeah, Dobbins is injured, but you know they still have Gus Edwards, still got Kenyon Drake, who has showed out the last few weeks. He has gotten gotten himself like a couple of touchdowns as well, um, and like goal to go like situations stuff like that. Um, but against the Saints defense, um, it's really a hit or miss game. Like, I'm predicting a high-scoring game, but it could really be the complete opposite. I got Baltimore actually winning this 41-34. I think it's going to be a good offensive battle both sides. Um, I also have the Ravens winning it, but um, less scoring. So, um, I have them winning 26-20. to um, right. Ravens, you know, they make the top 10 on my um, power rankings. I think Lamar's having a great season, and like you said, he's talented enough, impactful enough to any game he's in that he's going to keep them in this game. I mean, the Saints had a surprisingly good performance, um, shutting out the Raiders, and they looked very good offensively. Andy Dalton showing a glimpse of his old self when he was thrown to A.J. Green, and um, Sir, the red Giovanni rifle. Bernard and Mohamed Sanu and the, as a Cincinnati Bengal, but um, you know, I think Michael Thomas being you know out for the rest of the season is a big loss for this um, Saints offense. But um, they're going to have to find ways to you know um, find scoring in different ways, and they have you know I think Chris Olave is still up there for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's been a good um, draft choice for them. Jawan Johnson out of Oregon has been, um, you know, a wide receiver turned tight end who's been great. And um, I think Taysom Hill has, you know, been the weapon X that they need him to be. Um, So I think Taysom Hill will have a big game, but I still have the Ravens winning this one, 26 to 20. Now moving on to power rankings. Um, yeah, this section this, this section will be um, a lot shorter, but just yeah, like always, really um, we'll just um, you yeah, know ro- um, we can do, alternate, we can do, go thirty-two yeah. to twenty-one, then twenty to eleven, yeah. ten to six, five to one. Yeah. yeah, I guess I'll go with my thirty-two to twenty-one first. Um, so thirty-two, I do have Houston. Thirty-one, I got Detroit. 30, I got Jacksonville, 29, I got Indianapolis, 28, I got Pittsburgh, 27, I got Carolina. Um, yeah, Carolina is actually a little higher than they were last week. Um, but yeah, Bears at 26, Raiders are at 25, Cardinals are 24, uh, and Denver's at 23. Commanders are at 22. Ah, oh, the yeah. <laughs> They're above the Broncos, though. They would like, they're like essentially like the same, I mean, you can say, but. Um, and then Tampa is at 21, which is actually really surprising. What do you have? Um, so, yes, same last place team, easy one, Houston. I'm surprised you had Carolina all the way up at 27. I have them at, at second to last at 31. Then I have Jacksonville at 30, Detroit 29, Las Vegas 28, um, the Colts 28, 
27, Pittsburgh 26, Chicago 25, New Orleans at 24, your Denver Broncos at 23, Tampa Bay at 22 instead of um, where you put them at 21, and then Arizona at 21. Okay, where'd you put Washington? Oh, uh, they're they're in the next one. Oh, okay. they're in the next All right. bracket. Alright, I like that. Um, yeah, I put Carolina twenty-seven rather than thirty-one because um, last couple of weeks they've they've showed out like how people did not expect them to, which I guess is a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, twenty to eleven. Uh, I got I got Green Bay at twenty. I got Cleveland at nineteen. New Orleans at 18, uh, Falcons at 17, Chargers are at 16, Rams are at 15, Jets are at 14, Patriots are at 13, Giants are at 11 or at 12, uh, and then Bengals are at 11. I like it um, at 20. Um, same as you, Green Bay. You had New England at 13. I have New England at 19. My Washington Commanders coming in at 18. Cleveland at 17. Atlanta at 16. New York at 15 instead of your 14. And then I have the two LA teams back to back. The Chargers at 14. And the Rams at 13. Cincinnati at 12 instead of your 11. And then Tennessee barely outside the top 10 at number 11. I like it. Yeah, the only thing on, on my power rankings, I I feel like I did put New England pretty high. I could have replaced them with like I don't know. Um, but yeah, um, it's more so on like the other side that like the other teams, like the Rams or Chargers, haven't been playing good, rather than how mm-hmm. New England is good, even though they're not that great. Um, yeah. but yeah, from uh. Well, who is your 11? Oh, Tennessee. Tennessee, oh, okay. Um, I do have Tennessee at top 10. Um, so, my top 10, I put Seattle at 10. Um, then Miami at 9. Tennessee is at 8. San Francisco is at 7. Even though they are a 4 and 14, I, I guess I gotta put them at 7. Um, Baltimore is at six, and uh, yeah, I guess I'll just yeah ten to six is fine. What's your ten to six? At ten, I have the Giants. At nine, San Francisco, and then at eight, Seattle. Seven, Miami, and at six, just like you, Baltimore. Baltimore. All right. Um, top five. Let's so, hear yeah. it. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah. I know the yeah, boys Dallas. are in there. Oh. Dallas, <laughs> Dallas at five. Um, Dallas is in your top five, right? You didn't mention them yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's right. it, they're also yeah, it's my number of, five. Yeah. They're also my number five. We put them in the top five, but we put them at like the last spot in the top All right. five. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Welcome to putting your the teams that you hate in top five. Mm-hmm. Um, so Where did you put the Steelers? Five. I had them at twenty six. I put them at twenty eight. 28, 28, okay, that's even more disrespectful, even yeah, though I know you, yeah, you hate, I hate the, cheap, more, the Chiefs but, oh. the Chiefs more, but I know they're either 3 or 4 Yeah, I can't put the Chiefs at 28, I wish I could <laughs> uh, We have Minnesota at 4 
Um, Kansas City's at three. Philadelphia's at two. And then uh, Buffalo's at one. Man, it must be rough so, to have your two division rivals at top five, bro. That must suck. <laughs> or you can say even top um, ten, right? You got, you got Giants at top ten. Oh, yeah, the Giants at top ten. Oh, you know, barely cool. over the... The Titans, but I hate the Commanders at 18. We're, we're slowly creeping up. Yeah, dude, the AFC or the NFC East is exactly what people thought the AFC West would be. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that is a little bit to like the strength of schedule. Like, I know the Cowboys and the Commanders both have some of the easiest schedules. I think yeah. out of all the NFC East teams, like, they're all in like the bottom quarter of like. Yeah. Um, easiest schedules, and the Eagles have the hardest over, like, the hardest out of all the teams, even though it's still um, fairly easy. And that's why a lot of people are kind of like screaming that the Eagles maybe might be pretenders. They have a cupcake schedule, but, yeah. um, you know, they, they, they have beaten some good teams. I mean, they beat Minnesota, and um, there, was a, there was one other team, but. Hey, I'm just proud that I think this might be the first time ever we have the same top six. So you had Baltimore there. I had Dallas at five, Minnesota at four, Kansas City at three, Eagles at two, and Buffalo at one. So um, that's pretty cool. cool. Congratulations. Um, We finally agree on a top top five, top six. Um, (laughs) Usually it's always like one team that like makes the difference for us. But um, yeah pretty cool um let's see what's it called uh yeah otherwise nothing else to really say besides like any team that's like top 10 it's like really solidified that they're like pretty good um Mm -hmm. any team any team from like 25 to like 14 it's it's gonna like fluctuate all throughout the season. It's insane. Um, but yeah, anyways, thank you guys for listening to yet another episode of Unfiltered. We will try to be consistent. Um, we did miss last week, which was kind of unfortunate, but hey, this was a good episode. It's always good to, um, it's always good to talk about football. Um, and yeah. Thanks, thanks, Laura. Thanks, everybody, for listening and um, enjoy the Sunday slated games tomorrow. Enjoy. All right, have a good weekend. Make sure to go vote. <laughs> yeah, go vote on Tuesday. All right, see you. Later. See ya.